Ultimate. No. He, he has two chains that he has. You made another bad game. The other one, the other one I came up with is Taylor Swift, okay. and she. And You're just going off of music artists. This is dumb. <laughs> Welcome back, Reeled In, Episode 7. It's been so long. So long. I think a week. Seven (laughs) days. Seven days. It's uh, the the special number, seven in the Bible. It's it's an important number. This is completion. It means that uh, this is our last podcast ever. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we've come full Until the next one. It's come into maturity. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. Today I'm joined by my wonderful, wonderful co-host to my left. Andrew. Across from me. Ben. And the other man across from me. Will. I am Anthony Rodriguez. And just like always, we're just going to a nosedive straight into it. Andrew, what have you been watching? Well, on Andrew's latest, Andrew's all-around amazing anime adventures, mm-hmm. uh, I have watched Porco Rosso and uh, Ocean Is Waves. Is that the, the flying yeah. one with the pigs? Yes. And it's uh, Is Miyazaki it really called Porco Rosso and yep. it's about pigs? Uh, it's about one pig. Oh, okay. there's only one pig. Uh, he is a man who was cursed and turned into a pig. But he's I hate a, it when that happens. He's a World War One, I, I want to say, uh, pilot, and so he. It's this whole fantastic kind of alternate universe where everyone flies planes for entertainment. So it's like there's combat, there's races and stuff like that. And it's <laughs> they all... also shoot each other down for yes. entertainment. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Question: uh-huh. Do you see a pig fly? A, like a World War One fighter pilot plane? Yes. Oh, I yeah, must that's, watch that's this the whole, movie. That's the whole movie. Yeah. Uh, oh, man, I have to see this movie now. Yeah. and so I'll he's see like, this movie when pigs fly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so it's just based around this oh, one I guy. Oh, I get it. He's uh, a bounty uh, hunter. Yeah. Uh, he's a pig bounty hunter uh, who goes around, and that's how he makes a living because he doesn't want to fight in the war anymore. Uh, so the Air Force... He left the Air Force, and they're kind of hunting him down. <laughs> he just wants to kill people on his own yeah. terms. Well, he doesn't yeah, kill Yeah, that's anyone. what I'm saying. He's <laughs> like, I don't want to fight in the war, but I'll do it by myself. Well, that's the big thing is, like, they never actually... No one actually really dies. Like, it's all taking down right. the plane, uh, capturing them alive. Oh, okay. Kind all of right. is, are the other characters in this other animals is nope. it humans the only oh, animal. Man. i Everyone wish there was another humans. bounty hunter who was cursed to be a dog yeah dog the bounty hunter dog, yeah dog <laughs> bounty hunter yeah. so oh, that's so not a curse bin that's a blessing so oh, literally right. yeah, the, the bounty hunter is a pig and everyone else is human yes he is he is okay, specifically cursed cool. no one knows why uh and then some characters can get glimpses of his human self um sometimes it will come out usually if he's doing something um for other people like he is self-sacrificing and so oh, he's doing so it's yeah. kind of hinted at that he is cursed because of something he did during the war that was selfish um and this is you know he no longer he thinks he can't be with anyone because he is a pig um but there are people around who love him and stuff like that so. oh pigs are cute so yeah well cute and sure color. animated yeah. pigs are yeah. cute yeah. uh and then ocean waves is a story about teenagers in high school who there's one guy, a girl, and uh, like a nerdy dude, um, and the it's like a love triangle situation, except that the main character isn't like pursuing a relationship with the female, but his best friend is, uh, but she doesn't like him, and she actually likes the main character. And then like throughout every all the shenanigans and everything, it's like 
now they're in college and he realizes that he actually loved her the entire time. Um, I just spoiled the whole movie. But it's pretty entertaining. Actually, really well done with how they develop all of this. Uh, to me, they have real reactions to characters um, and stuff that they do. And so, uh, really fun there. Question. Yeah. Does it have a pig bounty hunter? It does not have a pig I'm bounty hunter. I'm out. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is the same director that did uh, Grave of the Fireflies. Oh, okay. Oh, actually, no. Never mind. That was only yesterday. Uh, this is a brand new director, and this movie actually has some in- interesting tidbits about how it was made. It was made for TV, and Ghibli made it because they had uh, their up-and-coming like young artists and directors come in and said, oh, it'll be a cheap movie that we can make, and we can give a project so that way they can get experience. Uh, it was over budget, and it was actually really expensive to make. Um, and it's just... We're still talking about Porco Rosso? Ocean Waves. Ocean Waves, Waves. okay. Porco Rosso is Miyazaki. And did that just come out? No, that came out in the 80s, I want to say. No, 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 Ocean Waves. 93. Yeah, Ocean Waves came out in You said it was a new new director? It was new at the time. At the time, time. yeah. So So it was like one of his first. It was a brand new director. Yeah, sorry. 20, 30 years ago. uh, In the... Trying in, to follow here. Yeah, in the Ghibli movies. I've, <laughs> for those who don't know, I've actually been watching them in consecutive release order. So I'm now chronological, tonight, if you uh, will. Chronologically, yeah. Uh, if you want to get fancy and nerdy with terms, <laughs> your words. Uh, from '93, uh, I'm up to '93 now, and at that point, only two had directed, and that was Miyazaki and Aizawa Tamahaki. I want to say his name. <laughs> You made Tom that up. I'm totally made up the last name. Izoa is his first name, though. I know that. Tom, uh, Tom, Tom Hockey. Does he throw axes? Andrew's just looking around the room right now. Yeah, I'm looking at random <laughs> Izo. I'm like, coffee. Uh, Lightsaber. Ultimate comic key. Uh, uh, Andrew uh, Menzerum. Yeah, Menzerum. <laughs> um, and then I watched a couple of episodes of Digimon, Keeping Back Up, and then the latest episode of Dororo, which was actually really, really good. It made up for kind of the last It's few starting episodes. to get back yeah. on track. Yeah. All right, Ben, what about you, buddy? Hey, so uh, I took full advantage of uh, the yeah. AMC That is ticket. the understatement <laughs> of the hey, stubs, and I've seen quite a bit this last week. Uh, to start off, the Always Be My Maybe a movie on Netflix. Oh, cool. It was I I enjoyed it. He'd watch. It was I don't think he was as funny in this role as he is like in uh Fresh Off the Boat, but it was still fun to see. Randall him. Park? Randall Park, okay. yeah. Cuz he is like hilarious and in this movie he he was okay. That's yeah. a that movie humor, my... humor wise. He's still a fantastic in the movie. The movie's on the date the date night list for the wife it seems like something I thought the enjoy. the chemistry worked well like maybe the jokes mm-hmm. weren't the yeah. strongest but the back and forth felt really natural yeah. to me yeah and uh follow that up with brightburn Dude, did you guys no, no unfortunately we're uh, able to catch it and now it's out of theaters yeah so. because uh, inst- instead our the theater thinks it's a really good idea to have three theaters open for secret of life of pets too yeah i saw <laughs> that life of pets too. it's like yes i really want to yeah. go see that movie so it was it was a, a gun family return to uh gore and horror and it was very much that of both it was kind of like slither in that regard of just uh less ridiculous. humorous and just Oh, okay. Uh, it was very serious, very dark. Okay. Um, but anytime the spoiler kid executes people, it's really grisly and gross. Mm-hmm. Okay. It isn't too much to spoil in the trailer. They're they're pretty yeah. open about at least the two people that they show in the trailer is the police officer and um, the, the mom the, of the girl. Yeah, the mom yep. of the girl in the restaurant. Yeah. So yeah. like it like 
I think that's pretty obvious that he, he kills he, people. He goes like full, full evil. I like it. I'm, I, I, I have to see that movie. I'm super bummed. And, it's out of theaters. And then uh, Dark Phoenix, which uh, was quite a bummer. It had very poor editing. McAvoy was the best part. Uh, I did not like the actor who played Kurt. Uh, Nightcrawler? Oh, Nightcrawler, yeah. Did he, he still have the terrible hands? Maybe. Okay. I mean, he's just I like just a skinny, problems. weird kid. Yeah, and he, yeah, he yeah. just... I, I like uh, Alan Cummings. I thought he played the perfect Nightcrawler, mm. and this kid just did not do it well. Um, the last... I, I saw, like, someone wrote an article about the Dark Phoenix that was titled something like the 48 how, times how many you times can go, you to, the go to the bathroom <laughs> yeah that was great um there was a last fight scene between the x-men and a couple of uh, uh magneto's henchmen and brotherhood of evil is that what or just oh no. yeah the brotherhood isn't it brotherhood, it's think. it's just a group like they don't have a name or anything and uh and the the villains which, the bad, the bad guys, the yeah. bad guys, the bad guys. It was pretty fun, and it ended with, and no, it didn't end. But there was one shot that I could not stand, where Beast goes into his office because he's now like a professor, and it has a picture of uh, Mystique. Don't spoil too much. No, no, no. It has a picture of Mystique uh-huh. in her outfit that looks just like they took a picture of her on set. <laughs> like it doesn't look like. A picture you'd have, did. yeah. That's like that's that's, that's how low funny. budget the f- movie kind of felt. So like, what I was talking about is Nightcrawler's hands in Apocalypse were giant prosthetic rubber glove things, and because he only has three fingers, mm-hmm. and so they didn't make it look good. And so like whenever he pressed something, you could see that the actor was just like slapping it with his hands because. He couldn't move. There anything. wasn't too much focus on okay, him, so I, I didn't. Notice. I will let I will let you guys know when I see it. Yeah, as there. Yeah. And We're then gonna, we are going to go more in depth on that. In yeah, origins in tomorrow. So origins, and uh, then Rocket Man, which was the Elton John pseudo biopic slash uh, musical, and it was fantastic. Like editing, music production, everything was great. And Taron Edgerton did a phenomenal job of becoming Elton John. Like I've seen him in uh, Kingsman Kingsman and Robin Hood, and he kind of plays the same character in this. He took on a completely different role. It was a really impressive. Um, yeah. And, oh, uh, his uh, manager slash lover is Rob Stark. Oh, really? From Game of Thrones. That's yeah, funny. That was a funny little thing i saw in there he's actually a really good actor he's yeah. in a new show called the bodyguard which is actually really good hmm. it's really good if you guys haven't seen it yet it's that show's right up your alley the for bodyguard sure. yeah it's called the bodyguard and it stars uh the actor who plays rob stark it's excellent i'm only thinking about kevin costner no i know it's tough to like, separate it but um, yeah really hard he's to excellent separate. Yes, really Kevin hard. Costner. It's and the Rob same Stark. premise, though. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's a TV show based off the movie. Oh, really? Huh. Just set in. I think it's he's instead he's guarding like someone in England. So it's like a British version of the mm-hmm. movie, but as a TV show. And then uh, I saw Mala yesterday, which was a a typical gory teen slasher. It was great to see Octavia Spencer in a lead role, even if it was very disturbing role. She's always great, but mm-hmm. always like a side character. 
Yeah, I, I heard that. So the two things on Rocketman is early word right now is that Taron Edgerton is a favorite to win an Oscar for Rocketman. I could, for like I could be, see that. For like best yeah. actor. Yeah. And then the other thing about Ma is that it's a lot of people are coming out and saying it's not a great movie, but it's an incredible B movie. Mm-hmm. Like specifically for the people who a like that B, B plus B, movie, y- if you will. <laughs> well, no, 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 not because it isn't. Obviously, it's not an ABC movie. It's just that sure. the B style. It's yeah. like one of the better B style horror movies that you kind of can go see. Mm. I think I would put it in the same line as Brightburn. Rob. Okay. Same. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Right. Indeed. Just it wasn't. It, it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. It was watchable. Okay. Oh well, yeah. Well, you know what? You know what's funny is if you can get a horror movie that's watchable, you'll yeah. take it. Yes. That's that's what. I, that's really the the bar you got to uh, set for horror movies. Watch is, the movie is it watchable? Ouija and you you. Unlike there's a bar. <laughs> unlike Will, like I'll watch bad movies, especially if they're horror ones. Just, I've seen so many yeah. of them. I got, if you yeah. if you I spit it out. <laughs> if you uh, if you partake in the life of horror movies as as I do along with you, Ben, is that you see more bad movies yep. than you see good mm-hmm. movies. Yep. Yep. That's it's whenever, just kind of a part whenever of the, when so whenever the, you find a really good one, you like rave about it because like this is one of the best. Which, it's how you know. Yeah, it 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 could be like a okay movie wise, but for a horror movie, that's like. Setting the bar pretty high. The example I always give is Sinister. I love where Sinister. Sinister is fine. Like as a movie, it's fine, but as a horror movie, it's, no, it's really I'd good. I set the bar with Cabin in the Woods. No, 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 no. no. I mean, I, and the example you're saying of a movie that isn't necessarily good, but is a good oh. horror movie. Cabin in the Woods is a good movie. I would make the argument yeah. it's a good movie on top of being a good kind horror of movie because it's even though it is a commentary on horror movies it still is being a slasher horror movie no absolutely yeah. but what i'm I saying know, is i know a lot of people who didn't know the concept behind kevin woods like that just watch horror movies and they actually didn't like it because they went in wanting to see like a horror horror movie mm-hmm. and they were like it was more comedy than it was horror and yeah. that's where i i'm with him on that is the Bar between Sinister okay. and Cabin yeah, 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 Woods yeah. is very oh, different. That's, that's true. That's Sinister, is, The Conjuring. is a horror movie, yeah. Um, what was the other one? Uh, Conjuring and Insidious. Oh, yeah, Insidious. yeah, all along the lines. Yeah. That's yeah. a Christmas Which is movie. Actually, Insomnia <laughs> yeah. is a really good movie. Yeah. Robin Williams. And then uh, the last, I I'll watched a, watched an episode of Black Mirror, the new season, this morning, and it had uh, Anthony Mackie. Um, nice. The, uh, the Falcon. The Falcon, Falcon yeah. yeah. Well, and... Pain again. Well, now it's not just the Falcon. (laughs) Right, right. So they set up a VR unit in, I think, season four. And this one kind of establishes more. And it does a lot of interesting things with fighting games. Oh, that sounds awesome. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Well, it sounds awesome in the dark. I I know what to expect from a Dark Uh, Mirror episode. You're not... I'm sorry, not Dark... Black Mirror. You're not supposed to go into it and then come out going like, wow, I can't believe what I just watched. (laughs) You come out of it going like, what am I... What's going on with my life? Yeah. Yeah, That sounds awesome. I heard because they shorten this season, it's a little bit more self-contained. They spent more time on uh, less episodes than what is normally a longer season. Because I I loved last season. Mm Mm-hmm. But and I heard it, it like all these episodes the are really good. Yeah, so that should be great. I'm excited to see it all. Yeah. What about you, Will? 
I watched the third season of Documentary Now, which oh, is yeah. about nice. six uh, six episodes. Is it really good? Yeah, it is really good. Um, if you haven't seen Documentary Now, it's a, a mockumentary series that is parodies of individual um, documentaries. Some some are very specific. Others are you know kind of Broad, just a general yeah. idea. Um, but what really blows me away with this show is that each episode has so much porn into it. Like mm-hmm. the uh poured into it. So much porn as well. So much porn absolutely. And that's really the trick, you know. Saves yeah. for writing. Yeah, you could uh, just put a bunch of porn in. That's the beauty. When in doubt, when in yeah, you know, it's we're gonna show everything. It's the HBO motto. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm done. That's all No the so the uh I think it's the third episode is like a musical and they wrote like eight songs for it i mean like really uh pretty intricate catchy interesting songs to listen to um there's another one that's about a performance artist which is fantastic yeah it has actual pieces in it that are like pretty deep and nuanced but they're also just really funny jokes Mm. like my my favorite pieces were they put a a telephone on a pedestal in the middle of a room and all of the men in the audience, they let put random objects around the pedestal, like skateboards or Legos or whatever. And then there's a woman in another room. She puts this uh, bucket on her head with a smiley face drawn on it. And when the phone rings, she just charges into the room towards the pedestal <laughs> and just starts stepping on stuff. And she like trips on a skateboard and lands on a coil of barbed wire. Oh. And... It's at the end. She's like, "This is what it's like to be woman." <laughs> That's pretty. Funny. So it's That's like funny. it's really deep and hilarious at the same time. And it, like every episode, I feel gets that much effort. Yeah. But the the different thing about this episode or this season, as opposed to other seasons, is they have a lot of guest appearance appearances. Mm. Like with the musical one, uh, John Mulaney. Okay. is is in it he's actually a writer on the show now which i okay. don't think he was previously no. nice but yeah the first uh couple episodes it's like a two-part one that's based on wild wild country which yeah. is like the oregon cult leader and owen wilson plays the cult leader and uh michael keaton plays like the so, fbi okay. Does he yeah come so in the second I, episode? <clears throat> yeah okay. yeah so when you were talking to me i had only seen the first episode okay. i didn't realize it was a two-parter but that that one is fantastic. And you you didn't you saw, did, the, second saw episode, the second episode, and so you didn't see much of Owen Wilson because yes. he was more in the first episode, yeah. right? But uh, yeah, documentary now. I wish it was twice as long. I wish there was so much more because it's just it's like mind candy for me. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, taking comedy and pushing it as far into art as you possibly mm-hmm. can. Yeah, which is, is is not for everybody, but for me, are Bill Hader and. Uh, uh fred armison fred is armison. in it i don't remember seeing bill Hader. Oh, he might have shown up like yeah, yeah shown up once but he he's i think he's doing a lot of other stuff yeah, definitely. but fred armison is is really good yeah still um and the other thing i've been watching is i delved into comedy bang bang <laughs> which was an excellent choice oh yes uh, why, why, so why'd happy. you start watching that um <laughs> i don't know i can't remember someone may have mentioned it to me raved about it 400 maybe? times <laughs> the uh so the thing that blows me away about this show is like how many guest appearances just like 
it's like every but every friend in Hollywood just drops mm-hmm. in and plays a character. Yeah, and, absolutely. And some of them you recognize, others are like really low key. Like uh, there were three guys in the first two episodes that were a part of a like one of my favorite sketch comedy series that called the Birthday Boys, which I'm like one of the few people that actually loves this show. I've never <laughs> met another person that likes it, but it was created by Bob Odenkirk, so okay. it's got very much that Bob and David yeah. Mister Show feel. But the the group of guys that they have are really funny, and they're just you know schlubs playing like the uh, I don't know when they do the weird on the street bits. They're just they just kind of pop up and. What, were awesome. you? How far are you into the show now? I am into the second season, pretty early in the second yeah. season. What you'll like is as the seasons go on, they do a good job of still doing old bits, like carrying over old bits, but continuing to try new things yeah that you're just like oh, okay like it just never feels to get stale like it just constantly feels fresh with what they're trying to uh put out with the sketch comedy yeah elements of the show paired with uh, obviously the mockumentary style of well, being yeah a- i think it's really kind of like an actor's show it's like where they get to really have a lot of fun with what they're doing and it doesn't feel forced it feels like they get to do it not like a job you know yeah and i absolutely. think that's why so many people want to be a part of it yeah and it's so yeah it's really really funny nick well, kroll is just on you know the drop of a dime just shows up and plays usually plays <laughs> some weird flamboyant latina yeah. just person nick kroll. yeah yeah they let people fly like, it's kind of one of those things where, like, man, I've been working on this character. Do you think I can put it on the show? And Scott yeah. Ackerman's like, jerk. And you, it's so hard to tell whether it was scripted or ad-libbed. Like, you can't tell the difference. You're just not sure what the heck yeah. is going on most of the that's time. That's the best. Yeah, that's the best part of the show is that you don't know who's in on what. Like, yeah. you don't Like, it always, there's certain elements that always feels like one of the people that's being involved with the joke has no idea that they were supposed to be involved <laughs> in the joke. And every once in a while, you'll see people act that awkward way of like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing right now. And then other times you tell that people didn't know what was going on, but they buy in and they do a really good job of now playing off of it. And like, they'll catch Scott or the other person off guard. Because yeah. they're like, oh, I didn't expect them to like respond to this bit in that way. So like, I've, the show I've seen is a really couple good. times where people start laughing when they're not supposed to. <laughs> and they're like trying to keep a straight face. Yeah, they try to hold on to it. Yeah. It's really, really good. So for me, I started watching Good Omens about halfway through the series right now. So it's good. it's really good. Mm-hmm. It's excellent. Um, I love British comedies, and this is just right up my yeah. alley, and it's yeah. really well done. David Tennant is incredible. Like he's Michael really Shane, good. Yeah, yeah Michael. Them, them together is like the perfect combination. Yes, it's so. If you've and, seen Michael Sheen and other stuff, you know that this is an amazing transformation. This is the first time I've ever seen like, like this. Yeah. To- no, I totally agree. With you. What I mean is that Michael Sheen's character, for what I've seen so far, I've seen three of the six episodes, is he is a more of a one style, like he kind of hits the same beats mm-hmm. as that one character and yeah. he plays it true to its being as yeah. opposed to David yeah, Tennant, you see him range with a couple of different that's true the ideas of like the first time you see him he comes off of the like as this like drunk 80s musician that's i feel like that's maybe david tennant because every role i've seen him in that's except for doctor who which was a little bit like it but he i i think that's how david tennant just acts normal life yeah so i i i've just thoroughly have enjoyed david tennant and then also (laughs) the art style and the music and just the lords trying to build and then also the random not random but the other actors that are within the show that i'm like oh yeah i really really enjoy that actor like the actor who plays the witch 
from way way back when that wrote the oh, book yeah. yep. like that that, that actress great she, that was yeah. an awesome scene yeah. and that that whole scene where like that's not my real name yeah and yeah that's a it's a really really good show you should go not, watch it it's on amazon prime not adultery yeah his name was like adulterous <laughs> per- adultery persis or something like that yeah and he's like no I'm, are like, you the famous <laughs> witch hunter like uh the show's really good it's on amazon prime you should go give it a, a check it out the, each episode's about an hour long and there's only mm-hmm. six episodes mm-hmm. so it's absolutely it's, worth your it's time. the closest adaption ever like yeah as i bought I said, the book as because i said last, of the show well, and last week something that i realized so accurate. that i didn't know uh is neil gaiman actually wrote the script for the show so in the screenplay so it's everything that's happening is because the original one of the original writers of the book wrote the show so, and and there's sense. there's little hidden things like uh, Perci- uh, per- Percival, his uh, tie is the uh, the crazy haired Doctor Who. He always had the scarf, and it's the same same exact colors of the scarf. Oh, okay. And then um, uh, uh, who was the other writer? Pratchett. Terry Pratchett. Terry Pratchett. His famous hat is on the coat rack of the bookstore. Yeah, the bookstore. That's awesome. Oh man, I loved when Gabriel came into the bookstore. I was like. <laughs> We need to speak in private because I would like to purchase some porn. <laughs> some pornography. Pornography. Uh, I really enjoy it, but you, I need to talk I, about it in secret. I, I loved a, a tweet. Um, Gabriel was the one who told Mary that uh, she was going to birth Jesus. Yeah. Imagine that Gabriel showing up <laughs> and explaining that. That would be really funny. John or Hams, even Gabriel. John Hams. Or even uh, the other angel that they show, he's like, oh, you can't have war without, without war. war. And then Gabriel's like, <laughs> Gabriel's like that's incredible. That's ingenious. <laughs> that's so smart. This guy, this guy gets it. He's like, you can't have war without war. That's totally right. Like, it's, yeah, the show is really good. It's special. And it's, yeah. for some people, when they start watching it, they may be off put by it because it's not their style and so it, it jumps around a lot yeah mm-hmm. it does so sometimes it's hard to follow but it has that tone to it that if it's up your alley it's all the way up your alley and it's Very just right down hitchhiker's like, guide for. feel mm-hmm. totally absolutely if you like hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy you will love this tv show for sure uh the other thing that i watched was Batman versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I'm so ready to talk about this. So it's a new animated movie that came out like a month ago, two months ago, that's based off of a whole bunch of comic book adaptations. Uh, but there's a new, uh, most recent one that's come out over the last like four or five years. The second book is about to drop or just dropped. I think Jer- so Jeremy, the colorist for the series, lives in Camas, Washington. So um, I know him. Um, and he... He's saying it's name dropper. Yeah, humble Jeremy brag. Caldwell. Hum, humble brag. <laughs> Jeremy Caldwell. Uh, he's he's great. Is and he, he is he friends with Fabio? Uh, probably not. <laughs> probably you know he's great dude. Uh, he's very young looking. Yes, but he is older than he looks. Hmm. But which is good for him, I guess. He does know Fabio. Yeah, oh, he probably. Yeah. Uh, but he said it should be. I think it's within the next year. Okay. Yeah. So it is coming out pretty soon. <laughs> I'm just missing. I'm not in on the Fabio joke. I'm not in on the Fabio. Fabio joke. has Fabio, a house yeah, around he, here. Oh, does Fabio really? It. He lives in Stevenson. Yeah. Yeah. He's like he, Tonya Hardy. Except for exactly Tonya Harding like lives Tonya. up in like, <laughs> Tonya Harding lives up in like Battleground. Right? Yeah. Yep. She lived for a while. She lived in uh, Ridgefield. Ridgefield. Yeah. And but then people found out where she lived, and then she had to move, so he moved in an <laughs> unknown location Went somewhere. Went out to like, Envoy. Yeah, like somewhere in, yeah, like Amboy. Um, But uh, this movie is incredible. 
Like, I, as soon as I got done watching this movie, I texted Andrew, and I was like, Andrew, you have to watch this movie. And I, I was talking to Will and Andrew And then he's like, yeah, I'm busy. Yeah, that's, that's exactly, exactly what that's he said. That's exactly what he texted me. <laughs> I, I told him the next day that I will be able to watch it. Yeah, because I was like, hey, I rented the movie. I was like, I have it for 48 hours. You can watch. I'll give you my login. Watch it, please. I want to talk to someone about it. He's like, ah, I'm kind of busy. I was like, oh, all right. I was like, I'm going to ninja kick you in the face. <laughs> uh, but I was talking to Andrew and Will about this is, I haven't felt this way about a movie since, like, legitimately since seeing Mad Max. Like, when I saw Mad Max for the first time, when I walked out of the movie theater, I was like, this is my favorite movie of all time. And it was, like, a fearful feeling of, like, am I overestimating it? Is it hyperbole? Am I jumping to conclusions? I need to see it again, or I need other people to see it to make sure I'm not crazy. And then I saw it a second and a third time, and more people saw it. I'm like, okay, I'm not insane. Mad Max, Max is, yeah, Mad Max oh, is Mad incredible. Max. I thought you were, no, no, Mad Max I thought you were talking about Batman and the uh, Turtles. I was like, you Batman, saw it that many times already? No, I've only seen it once. Um, Bat, I, I'm absolutely going to watch it uh, probably a uh, hundred more times. But that's how I feel about this movie is mm-hmm. I need someone else to watch it. I need to watch it again because after I was done watching it, it legitimately is probably my favorite animated movie ever. And it skyrockets into like my top 10 movies of all time, like nice. possible, like top five. The reason why it was so incredible for me personally is it. So the, there's some of the animation can be off at times. Some of the voice acting can be off at times more in the turtle zone, like the, um, Raph, and Leonardo voice and the Splinter voice aren't necessarily the greatest. Shredder's voice sucks as well. They nailed the Batman characters because they got all the bat. They like Tom Is Kenny. It Kevin Tom. Conway? No, it's Troy Baker. Okay. Troy he's, Baker he does, does Batman he's, he's and doing... Joker, and then they got Tom Kenny to do um, the Penguin, and Tara Strong okay. comes in to do Harley, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy, and so like they got a lot of the Batman characters yeah. to do the voices that they normally do. So the Batman characters were on point. The reason why the movie was so special to me is that I don't know if you can do the story of Batman versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in a better way. Hmm. Like, I can't think of anyone possibly writing a better, more interesting story because the whole premise of it is that uh, Shredder is teaming up with Ra's al Ghul to Hmm. create a machine. And it's like, of course... Is it it following the story of the comic then? Because that's uh, how it was in the comic. Yeah, kind of. Um, it, it pretty much does follow it. But the idea that, of, of course, if Shredder was going to team up with someone in Gotham City, it's not the Joker. It no. is Ra's al Ghul. Yeah, because they both are exactly. the same person. Exactly. Yeah. The Foot and the League of Assassins. Yeah. Like, And then the story just continues on that, that beat of like the interaction you get of, like, of course, Barbara Gordon's Batwoman is really good friends with Donnie. Of course, Raph is really good friends with Damian Bat- Wayne. Batgirl, by the way. Oh, sorry. I apologize. Yeah, Batgirl, not Batwoman. Batwoman is an entirely different character. Oh, yeah. Well, what are you going to do? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Keep going. No, no, no. Keep you're good. <laughs> so, and then obviously Leo connecting with Bruce. Mm-hmm. So, like, and there's all these, like, character interactions of that. Uh, like, Batman's villains are much more interesting than Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle villains. And then how you see these turtles interact with these characters. And then other things transpire within the movie that I don't want to spoil for people because when they happen, it's like, of course this is how it would go down. Mm-hmm. And the movie kind of has like three different beats. There's like Batman versus the turtles, um, antagonists, and then overall antagonists. Mm-hmm. And it just, it was perfect. Like literally all the way throughout. It's an hour and 25 minutes of just pure joyful glee for, especially for someone who loves teen, like Teenage Mutant yeah. Ninja Turtles is my favorite or one of, if not my favorite properties of all time. That's why I wanted you to see it, Andrew. Yeah is because I know how much Batman means to you. Mm-hmm. 
Um, that's why I would like someone who is a Batman fanatic to see it and let me know what they thought from their point of view. Because okay. from a turtle okay. fan, Andrew, would you please you know. just watch the movie? Yes. <laughs> well, I would love to see. It, have it, you guys watch okay, it? It's okay, Anthony. I'll watch it. Thanks, buddy. I would love to hear what you. Well, yeah. no offense to you, Ben, but you like it's, things. It's not in theaters right now. No, no, yeah, it's not in theaters. Yeah, but but you like things more than we do. You can be critical, but you a lot of times when I ask you about something, you're just like, yeah, that was, Andrew's that wasn't kind bad. of dead inside, and I, I have yes, joy and life. This is left. true. You do if have it, love and life and joy, and apparently, if Andrew, it's, is, if I think it's a seven, not, I hated the movie. So yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew, and now I'm afraid to let Will see anything. I like ten percent of all things. Yeah, because Will does crap on everything I love now <laughs> so no but i would i would i would love to hear what you guys had to say about it happened but, one time yeah no you're right you're right uh but definitely go see is it, it one of those movies where it's predictable but because it does everything that you want it to do like as a fan you're like yes of course that happened like not a predictable like man this movie's predictable but like so it's not predictable you wanted it to happen and it happened so yes in that way so it's not predictable in like Without reading the comics, obviously, yeah, yeah. if you would have came in and let's say you're a really diehard Batman fan, mm-hmm. really diehard Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fan, I don't know if you would immediately guess the plot of the movie. Mm-hmm. But as things transpire, you can see the writing on the walls yeah. and you're like, okay, they're going to do this. How is it going to be executed? And then when they execute it, you're like, yes, that's exactly how it needs okay. to be executed. Okay. Because it, Oh man, it's really good. Without going more into it and spoiling things, there's... A certain scene that that happens where you're just like, I wonder how this will turn out, and you're just like, Yep, and it turns out exactly how you hope. Like, like there was literally moments I was watching with my daughter, and my daughter thoroughly enjoyed it as well. Is that there was moments I was like, Of course, that's what happened. Yes, mm. absolutely. Like I was like literally like shouting out with glee while nice. I was watching, and she was movie. agreeing with you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, <laughs> she was performing. Yeah. She was performing martial arts in <laughs> right. front of it. Um, like the, the very to her repertoire of fighting skills yeah absolutely like becoming the kung fu master she is yeah. so like maybe seven minutes into the movie if that you see batman versus shredder and it's one okay. of the most incredible fights i've seen awesome. in the animated movie and like when i watched that that's when like my heart started swell i'm like <laughs> oh my god this movie is gonna be incredible but while it was going on my daughter's like batman you can do it she's like trying to cheer batman on and be that's like awesome. you go 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 batman it's it's really really good you guys should check it out plus it's like an hour and 20 minutes so it's like pretty streamlined yeah so it doesn't it doesn't feel bloated again like the way it's executed is pretty perfect so Anyways. that that and uh the killing joke are the two best animated movies. you can leave now go home <laughs> never speak those words again so again i don't want to spoil things there is little odes to the killing joke that's batgirl right in the killing joke or is mm-hmm. that okay that's yes batgirl. there is interactions that uh, is pretty how exciting. about in the animated movie where she has sex with batman on a rooftop why are what, are we just gonna entitle yeah. this episode pornography? <laughs> that is the Killing Joke animated movie. I hate that movie so much. That's pretty, it's funny. pretty bad. All right, here we go. Question of the week. Question of the week. I may have a new answer now, but question of the week for you guys: What is your go-to guilty pleasure movie? So the parameters I'm going to give you for the guilty pleasure, <laughs> of course, is going to be: It is a movie that isn't you would say isn't well received by masses, and it can't be a cult hit. 
So it's mm. fine for you to be like, well, it wasn't re- well received by a bunch of people, but you can't be like, this is my guilty pleasure movie. But there's obviously a whole, like, none of you would say this, but if someone's like, The Room, The Room is my guilty pleasure. Like, The Room now has like a cult mm-hmm. following yeah. to it. So I'm removing cult following movies. What's your so movie? So it's not that, necessarily mm, a, like a good movie, but no. you enjoy it. Yes, it's a movie you're like, you know what? I'll go to bat for that movie. But more often than not, when you bring it up, people are like, ah, man, that movie was not good. I don't have a lot of those. Uh, I just need one, Andrew. Come back to me. Okay. I need to think about this one. Ben, anything coming to mind for you? Probably Resident Evil. Yes, that's a great answer. That's a really good answer. That's mm. That would be on my list as well. Resident Evil was really, really... Uh, Andrew... A, no. What? WK. W.S. Anderson. Yeah, W.S. Anderson. Who actually... She, not Wes Anderson. Not Wes Anderson <laughs> and not Andrew W.K. Yeah, Mia Jovich is married to him. Yes, they're still yeah. married. So he she shows up in pretty much everything you, he you does. You know, so even a better answer is just that series. Like that first yeah, movie yeah, I would actually yeah. go to bat for, but yeah. because of that movie, I've watched every got, single one after I, I've se- I've seen every single one. Yeah. It just gets more and more ridiculous, but I'll still just yeah, go and I, watch I'll it. Keep, I'll keep absolutely watching it. What about you, Will? Anything come to mind? I once watched... Seven Brides for Seven Brothers on my own volition by myself. I don't even know what movie that is. <laughs> uh, you it's would based hate off it. of a play, right? I'd, it's a musical yeah. from like the 50s, I want to yeah. say. And it's very bizarre. It's about seven brothers who... With seven brides? Yeah, they're seven sisters, but they totally like want to marry them, so they kidnap them. And then they cause an avalanche, so they're snowed in and they can't escape. <laughs> and it's just this really man. bright yeah it's like really bright and happy and you're like wait but but no <laughs> yeah when you see the the premise from the outside yeah. looking in but i mean it's it. good singing good songs a lot of uh interesting dance choreography like while they're building a barn it's pretty i don't know the amish yeah so that I, I was about to say, oh, I feel no guilt, but that one definitely yeah, a little, is there. Uh, well, it's not that you have to feel guilt about the movie itself. It's just sure. you know other people aren't a big fan of it. So when people like, oh, man, you can't believe that movie, and they're like talking yeah. bad on it, and you're just sitting there quietly. like Definitely oh. not getting my bros together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, hey, like, I really like that movie. Y'all want to watch a musical? It's like Ghosts of Girlfriends Pass, an endearing story starring Matthew McConaughey. And that girl from Alias. Oh, Renee Zellweger. Yeah, Renee. Sorry, inside joke. No, Blue you know, shot, you guys, go watch it. You guys, no, you guys are good. I wonder if you can guess mine, Andrew, because I talk about it all the freaking time. Mortal Kombat? No, because I would argue that has a cult following. Because yeah. it's oh, the greatest video following. game. That's a, the greatest video game right, movie right, of all right, time. Right, right, right. Can I guess yours? Because you talk about it. I talk uh, about oh, it all the time. Uh, Fast and Furious. No, you know, what's, <laughs> you know what's funny? I've only seen the first Fast and the Furious. Okay. I just I'm you're, excited you're about super shot. I'm ready for Hobbs and Shot. Well, it's The Rock and Jason Statham. Okay. Like, I'm all in. I don't know if I can guess it. It's, uh, you talk about movies all the time. No, it's true. It's Jennifer's body. <laughs> okay. That's right. You, you, you've brought that up a lot lately. Yeah, see? Yeah, yeah. I bring it up okay. all the time. I love that freaking movie. I and forget I, about that movie every time you bring it up. Yeah, so it's, yeah me too. <laughs> it, people people try to push that movie out of their mind. Plus, it's Mainly Megan because Fox and, Megan Fox is the worst actor I've ever experienced. Yeah. That's, no a, that's actually not that's <laughs> ben, ben has this i have a loathing for her can't stand i didn't mind her in the first transformers i i hated her <laughs> oh, fair enough she's his christian bale what do you mean he doesn't oh. like christian bale oh. whoa what you don't but, like christian bale no, no no because christian bale i like him in, in rain, of rain of fire, fire. Okay. we've been over this i, oh, I can't right. stand his his attitude and his look 
the way he presents himself, mm-hmm. his characters. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Rain of Fire is the only one I enjoy him in. Okay, I, was, I respect that. He's such that. a good actor. Though. He's a really good actor. All right, uh, Andrew. I'll, did something I'll give you that. Yeah. He is, he's will, a really good actor. I will pull I one out like of the him. hat because I really, really enjoy this movie, uh, but it's not good, and I don't know if... I know three people who have seen this movie. Uh, Six String Samurai. Um, it's a... It's an... I want to say 90s? It would be a cult following if, if more people, more people knew it. it. Yeah. Because it's super um, indie. Yes. And it's this guy who is traveling to Vegas who is to become the next king of rock, but it's a post-apocalyptic movie. And so people fight to become the next king of rock because Elvis is dead. And heavy metal. Great. like and This he- movie sounds awesome. Yeah. And he has <laughs> and a, and heavy... a samurai, so like he uses a katana, but he also has a guitar. And, and a, like a, we'll be yeah. back after a short watching a six string samurai <laughs> and and like a not not three piece suit but like a it's like t- a yeah it's like a just a suit so it's not to be yeah. confused with the Antonio Banderas no. movie where he carries around the Desperate. machine gun no. yeah they're very different movie and they then he meets do this, a mashup he meets this little kid that uh, and he's like this loner of like I don't help anyone and I just kill and I just want to become the next king of rock and then throughout the movie the kid like brings out the more compassionate side to him and. Uh, and heavy metal is like, this live action yeah yeah the embodiment of heavy metal is hunting him down yeah to take over the role Dude, this movie sounds incredible it's, it's great and awesome right, but, and but the characters very are indie it's very indie so okay. the acting isn't the greatest and the dialogue very is slow terrible. um it's pretty slow uh but the dialogue is sometimes terrible but super cheesy mm-hmm. and endearing of like i've quoted it a couple of times and uh, it's just really fun. Yeah, no, no my no imagination so. just ran wild with Antonio Banderas <laughs> trying to be the next mariachi superstar. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. that's <laughs> yeah, that reminds me of a. I'm forgetting a, the name of the movie right now, but Achievement Hunter does a series where they watch really bad movies, mm-hmm. and there was one movie they watched that actually I thoroughly enjoyed. That it's really, really over the top, but like there's weird things like where like a. It, to continue the theme of our show of pornography, there's like this weird one where like a demon possesses this dude's dead sister and then seduces him, and then now he sleeps with his sister that was dead but is now possessed by a demon. But oh, uh, the premise of the the movie I remember it now is that I hate everything about what you there's yeah. there's a man, natural pornography. No, there's a guy. In it's genre. called it's called Father's Day. That's what it's called. It's called Father's Day. That's Someone comes out and he kills people, kills dads on Father's Day. Okay, and then like just chaos ensues after it, and it sounds really bad. I'm talking about it right now. It sounds bad. The movie's not bad, man. Like in a B, like a B level <laughs> over the top. So it going, is bad. Like but like, like Thanks Killing. Purpose. Have you guys ever seen Thanks yeah, Killing? No. Like, kind of in that style of, like, it's mm-hmm. so bad, it's Like a, uh, a trauma. Yeah, absolutely. And it's the same, it's along the same line, if not from the same dude who did mm-hmm. all those. I'm forgetting the name of the, the director who's known for all those. But the funny really thing good. is, my guilty pleasure of, like, A, I usually don't tell people, but it was it was well-received by the masses, mm-hmm. is Pitch Perfect. I yeah. I yeah. love that movie. The first like, one was really really yes, good. The first one. I didn't see it. Cool. My brother told me I have to watch that. It's, yeah. it's the music is incredible. The comedy is on point. But it's one of those movies that I don't go around telling people. I love Adam Divine. Is that his name? Uh, uh, yeah. Have you seen yeah. Workaholics? Yeah. Yeah. Workaholics. Oh, yeah. I love Workaholics. Yeah. And then, an uh, yeah, the every, in my opinion, all of the the actors and the actresses in the movie are you shouldn't um, be ashamed like, andrew like the, uh, that's why like, i didn't use it in my like he said with the comedy like it is like really funny comedy well there's three movies now. now have you seen all three i've seen I the s- second one it yeah. wasn't as it was, good okay, and i've heard okay. the third is even worse just than the yeah one, so. it just keeps going downhill yeah. 
All right, so we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about the 1990 classic. I say classic, <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It is classic. All right, welcome back. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the 1990s classic. It didn't have that song in it. No, it didn't. No. It didn't have it. But fun little fact, do you know who wrote that theme song for the 1987 animated classic? Aerosmith. Mm-mm. I have it on vinyl, but I don't know. Chuck Lorre, the creator of shows like Big Bang Theory. Oh, nice. Oh, joy. A lot of CBS shows, not just... Oh, Big he's Bang done... Uh, he was involved with Friends, I do believe. Mm-hmm. And I think um, he he might have had some stuff with How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, but yeah. he's he's no more for his creative writing, producing, yeah. but the little tidbit is that he actually wrote that theme song hmm. for the, the animated TV show. Also, you get Uncle Phil as Shredder, so the animated no show. No way. Yeah, no the way. animated show has Uncle the guy who played the actor who plays Uncle Phil is the voice of Shredder in the animated show. But we are talking about the 1990 live action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle film, yes. which is a martial arts superhero comedy film directed by Steve Barron. Steve Barron may be known for Coneheads, and funny enough, <laughs> you know what the other thing he's famous for directing? The Billie Jean music video, the Michael <laughs> really? Jackson classic oh, Billie, Billie Jean. Jean. After that, it kind of it's he's involved with a lot of music videos, and that actually okay. will you guys will see Did as he direct we, EO. I'm no, not. that was George Lucas. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you'll oh. actually see quite a bit with this movie is that there's a lot of we don't unfortunately we don't have a casting what ifs for this movie because literally no one wanted to be attached to it like no one wanted to pick up this movie they had to get like second rate people the the fact that like literally the most have Corey feldman yeah exactly like the most famous person in this movie is Corey feldman like that was like the big hit for them Feldman's like yeah 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 is Corey is Corey feldman obviously it's based off of the comic book written by kevin eastman and peter Mm -hmm. laird um the film is an adaptation of the early comics with several elements taken from the animated series airing at the time. The Turtles' costumes were developed by Jim Henson's Creature Shop, mm-hmm. uh, one of Henson's uh, last projects before his death shortly after the premiere. Um, the other cool thing about that is that Jim Henson worked on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the first one, and The Secret of Ooze, and he's quoted as saying, like, literally that is the hardest set of puppet and animatronics he ever had to work They're on really his entire life. Impressive. Yeah. And if you're sitting here and you're thinking, like, that's oh, that's cool, that's, it looks really good, but why did the third one look so bi- bad? That's because they went away from Jen Henson, oh, okay. and they actually went with, like, this other company called, like, Live Action did they not have Puppeteering. Enough, did they not have enough money for Jim Henson, maybe? The budget was... So they were going in a different tonal way, and we'll talk about that a little bit, area of why the third one was so time. bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it completely... I think that's one of my favorite things that I saw. Uh, I just watched it this morning because mm-hmm. when we watched it before, I was kind of not paying attention. So I wanted to give it its due. And uh, I was really impressed with the Master Splinter uh, Muppet because it uh, really captured facial emotion without diving too deep into the uncanny valley. You know, it felt pretty comfortable and mm-hmm. not, it didn't weird me out. Yeah. So what are your guys' general thoughts and impressions of this movie? I mean, the f- the funny thing is I hadn't seen the first one until we watched it, I want to say, like four or five months really? ago. Um, I had seen the third one over and over and over again. That's the only one we actually had uh, for the longest time, Turtles in Time, which is a terrible movie. But I just remember loving it's it. It's not great. <laughs> uh, I just remember loving it as a kid. And then I, the only thing to this day that I can remember about the movie 
about the movie is the bell falling on is it it's not shredder but it's the bad no guy. it's not shredder it's, it's the, bad the bad guy, guy. and he his has hair, a ponytail and his hair gets stuck knot. on the top and then they cut it off that's all i remember yeah and then he falls movie. to the rocks below it's a, it's nin- a whole thing ninjas that get sent into the future and learn to play hockey Oh, there was a hockey thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's a yeah, there's a yeah. whole there's a whole thing. Yeah, but what happens is have you seen the third one? I wasn't allowed to see the third one because there was like spirit medium stuff. So or so my mom thought. And if you hear a rumor in the nineties then you know <laughs> it's true. Yeah, you kinda yeah. Ha- you don't have really any way to fact <laughs> yeah. so the premise of the third one is that the turtles are switched in time with four ninjas in feudal Japan and they go back in time and help back then. But and this the was four- a bad movie. This yeah, this wow. unfortunately. Yeah. But then the turtles who the the four ninjas or samurais that come to the future learn uh, are taken apprenticeship from Casey Jones, and he teaches <laughs> and he teaches them like hockey <laughs> and how to be like New Yorkers, and they play like street hockey and they this watch football all together. Back to my yeah. So my, how does my... Casey like progress in the third? Because in the first one, he's like super misogynistic. And he's like, I'm Casey wondering all the way through. if it really like no. he's he is just, a that's how he yeah is. he is yeah. a New Yorker that is he's a New Yorker New Yorker from the 90s and that is just the bros bro and he's that way through every single movie I, and I, he's always played by Elias Cotias. The fa- my favorite thing he called April was Broadzilla. Yeah, Broadzilla. <laughs> yeah, it's oh it's so good. What about you, Ben? What what are your thoughts and impressions on the first movie, 1990? Uh, I really enjoyed it back in the day, and I I I watched it recently, like Andrew said, and. Uh, it was pretty hokey. It is. It is. It kind of very... just ends too. Like the ending is very fast. But but it, it was it, it was hokey. But it was still a lot of fun, except for Shredder. Wow, that costume. That, yeah. Wow. Do you mean? Are you talking I, about the screw that the, up? Like so the, purple, the purple the purple shower sequin, curtain? Yeah. <laughs> is that what you're talking about? The yeah. MC Hammer Horrible. influence, perhaps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, his co- the costume in twofold is bad. The first time you see Shredder and he's wearing a giant uh, cape. It looks like it's made out of garbage bags, mm. and then the next time you see him, obviously like, he looks like, like he's wearing footy. Sequins. Yeah, he's wearing like footy pajamas that are <laughs> made out of shiny sequins, which is. And he he's not that impressive looking. Like no, he's not he's, very threatening. Nope. Um, what about you, Will? I really enjoyed it this morning. Um, I think it's kind of fun to take the lens off a little bit when you watch this movie, and like you know, because in the. In the '90s, back then, it was it was and for a kids' movie. You're so like good guy, bad guy, polarized. But I, the thing that stood out to me was like this Foot Clan after school boys club is actually pretty dang cool. <laughs> like they, you know, because it's PG, they come in and they try to be super indulgent. But like the worst thing they're doing is like smoking cigars and playing poker. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, this is just like dad's day off, you know. And I'm like, yeah, you know. I wouldn't mind my kids going here and just don't smoke too much. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, yeah, I'm with, I'm with but, you. But uh, overall, uh, I, oh, that, and in the end, when uh, Casey Jones just casually turns on the trash compactor with Shredder in it, <laughs> exactly. <they're> like, whoops, <laughs> whoops, I just did something extremely violent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you uh, Shredder isn't dead. So I, I know, but I mean, Shredder? if yeah. he was in a trash compactor, that would have just, Shredder. he would have exploded. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, absolutely. Yeah. No, but I'm, I'm I mean, with you. Overall, I mean, it's it's just a super fun movie. Um, I, you know, I let go all the corniness and it's fun. I, it's cool to see that 90s 
view of like what was like, oh, kids are going to love this. You know, like pizza and skateboarding was just becoming like mainstream and it was cool that they really included that in the characters. And that's and that's kind of what made the movie really good is that it combined the grittiness from the Eastman comics because the Eastman comics are actually super yeah. gritty and super violent yeah, and super very dark. dark. Yeah. But the animated TV show introduced like the colors to their headbands and the fact that oh, they really? love pizza mm-hmm. and the fun skateboarding. And this movie is like, what if we did both? And yeah. like, like they stay gritty to That's an extent, true. but it still is a, a surprisingly darker in tone than what I remember as a kid, as far as like coloring like, books and action figures. Splinter. And- yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And there's a couple other different things, and we'll get <laughs> my, that, to that in the interesting My favorite facts. part was the uh, fight scene between uh, Splinter and Psycho, where <laughs> it's just like he's remembering this story about his master and everything, and they just show this like rat being tossed <laughs> on the guy's yeah. face. Yeah. Oh, Robo-Saki. <laughs> and then he, he's like, oh, dude, I love yeah. that so much. When he takes it off, and then he has the, <laughs> the scratches scratch. on, yeah. he's like, you rat. And like, oh, it's so good. I love it. I love it so much. If you like this one, you have to see the second one. I've seen the second one. But oh, okay. I, I would rewatch it because I remember I loved the, uh, like the wolf and the snapping turtle. You know. Oh, Tokar and Razar. Yeah. No, that's the unfortunately for Ben, it's because it doesn't have Bebop and sure. It well, should and have, it that, should have been I, Bebop and Rocksteady. It should have. I remember seeing it as a kid, going like, "That's not a rhinoceros," you know. And mm. I I remember I had the Rocksteady uh, action figure, and that that was my guy. Yeah. No, those are yeah those again. Like, really good villains in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles universes. Like, you have uh, Baxter Stopman, who becomes a fly, and then you have uh, yeah. Killer Croc. Then you have Razor, who is a giant snapping turtle that is a good guy slash bad guy. Um, is that Crane? Razor? Is that the guy in uh, the second one? No. Because that was a snapping no, turtle. No, no. That, yeah. yeah, that's Razor. Razor. Who is also a snapping yeah, turtle. Exactly. Huge. Yeah, difference. there's. There's there's quite a bit. There's a deep lore to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that's really good. There's a, a bad cat named Hobbs. Hobbs. I love Hobbs. Yeah, Hobbs is really good. Yeah. Then there's a, a wolf that is kind Black of wolf. like a, a Teenage Mutant Ninja wolf. Is is his name Toker? No, it's a, actually or... it's a female wolf. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, not unfortunately, but <laughs> it isn't called Tokar. It's actually like she has like a deep... Um, she's featured in like early on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comics before you really see uh, Shredder's daughter. Um, who I'm forgetting the name of off the top of my head right now. And then later, that character, the wolf character, involves, evolves more into a female daughter character. How do you know it's a female? Is it? They say, because they say she. Oh, okay. yeah. And yeah, she has like... Yeah, she has like bandages what, what around you, her chest. What are you doing with your hands, Ben? Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, he, uh, and Ben is motioning across his areola area. The, area. the torso. Yeah, yeah the, the torso where the, where the nipples are. So you brought up... <laughs> this you, episode. Well, yeah, right? This episode's great. Just winning all, all where, Yeah, all over the place. But you brought up uh, your favorite moment. What about you guys? What were at, like some of your like actual favorite moments? A couple ones I, I brought up were obviously the fight under the sewer before they get to the rooftop. There's of course the rooftop battle. There's the apartment brawl that's where my, everything that's burns down. You have like Casey. That. I like that one. You have Casey versus Ralph. That's my Raph favorite against yeah. in the middle of the uh, Central Park, and then of course the farm. Which some people don't like the farm because it, it like the movie is starting to build up, and then obviously you have. Um, the fall after the giant apartment building and things slow down kind of for like 15 minutes where it mm-hmm. doesn't feel like a lot of things are For going me, on. the farm just brought in an element that 
wasn't touched on before where Leonardo and the gang can now telepathically talk to Master Splinter. That that they're building more into like the feudal Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that. Working with your chi and that was focus. one that I was just like, okay, so that plot point just came out of nowhere. But cool. And the relationship with uh O'Neill and um Casey. Casey Jones just all of a sudden just like oh now they're together. Yeah. That's a very what? unnatural one. For yeah. Well, that's because it's yeah. Casey Jones, and everyone loves Casey Jones. <laughs> well, yeah. and that's more in the more to those two characters are. They were trying to do that just because those characters are together, and so mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh, we need to now force this in there." Because mm-hmm. I definitely loved uh, Casey Jones and Ralph's first interaction when yeah, they're Ralph's fighting, and they're like trading insults. You know, he's like, <laughs> "Is that is a this... Jose? Can say go back? Tell me you didn't pay money for that." <laughs> Ouch! Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> like, "You ever played cricket?" He's like, "Well, if you gotta know cricket, you gotta know what a crumpet is first. <laughs> and then like he hits him into the garbage can. He's like, "Huh." Two points. <laughs> I can do that with the whole movie, by the way. I can quote the entire movie. I've seen this movie and I've seen it. He calls him a times. punker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's some kind of weird punker or something. What, uh, what movie? Was it Critters that he had just... Yeah. Yes. I was wondering He walks about out. That. Yeah, he walks out of Critters. Is that a real movie? Yeah. Critters? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, Maybe Critters is like absolutely a real movie. Two or three of them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's a, It's a poor man's gremlins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would call it that, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, absolutely. Not Critters, Gremlins. Yeah, Gr- yeah, Gremlins. <laughs> yeah, Gremlins is really good. So, has everyone here seen the second one, Secret of the Ooze? I have not. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you need to watch that. But of the people who've seen it, do you have a preference between either this or the Secret of Ooze? Probably the second one, just because of the two creatures. Uh, second one because of Vanilla Eyes, for sure. Oh yes, yeah. absolutely. So I do think the second one is a better movie, but the first one obviously holds a little bit more of a yeah. special, I, nostalgic it, place in my it's heart. It's pretty fuzzy for me, but I, I think I remember Shredder being way cooler in the second one. <laughs> no, Shredder's, yes, yeah, that, they go very much more in the comic book area. Because Shredder, literally the idea that Kevin Eastman got for Shredder was looking at a cheese grater. Like yeah. he saw, he saw a cheese grater, and he's like, he was like, how how am I gonna build this this character? And he like looked at a cheese grater, and that's kind of like the idea of like all this sharp edges along the side and hmm. building along with it and um, everything there. So normally this is where we get into casting what ifs, but because no one wanted to be attached to this movie, <laughs> and we'll get a little bit more of that in the interesting facts. We're just gonna go ahead and recast. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What if they did a live action now and not the crappy ones that they just, the two horrible movies they released? What, what the last one was like, what, five, six years ago? No, it was like less than that. Three, yeah, you're three. right, like three or four. Yeah. It's unfortunate because I would be per- Mortal Kombat, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You let me direct those two movies, I got you. <laughs> I got you. And I have a special little game with mine okay. when you get to me. Okay, absolutely. So let's start off with April O'Neil. Who do you guys think would play? Wait. So I with my game I need to do all of them. Yeah, okay. so, I think we should do so that. Yeah, let's go I'll, ahead. I'll wait for you guys to go. Through okay, yours. yeah, we'll mine just, work together. So. We're all yours are together. Yeah. Okay, let's mine just give. Not, so I mean, if we just that's no, no, that's fine. <laughs> go ahead, Will. Let's give give yours. Okay, uh, for the turtles, Leonardo, James Franco. Okay. Michelangelo would be Jason Siegel. Donatello would be Jonah Hill, and Raphael would be Seth Rogen, to get that uh, four group together. And uh, Master Splinter, uh, Liam Neeson would be absolutely perfect in this. Okay. Very, the Raza Ghoul, you know. Um, April, Christina Applegate, she already has experience uh, (laughs) with playing a newscaster and with four knuckleheads, you know. And then Casey Jones, Chris Hemsworth, 
uh, his humor and his you know athleticism mm-hmm. mixed with all that, I think it'd be really funny. And then Shredder would be Jean Claude Van Damme. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Tell me you don't want to see that. That's, that's that's so bad it's good. That's yeah. that's I'm with you. I'm right there with you. What about what about you, Andrew? Uh, so for April, I have Chloe Grace Moritz. That's a good um, answer. I almost selected her. And I was going off of younger, trying to, but not like teenage, but a little bit older. And I think she's, she's like 22, 23 now. So like that kind of fits there. Casey Jones, Liam Hensworth. Okay. Uh, oh, Chris wow. Chris Hensworth, younger brother, who is more closer to the, the age true. as well. He's younger. Um, Leonardo, Chris Pine. Oh, uh, that's a really good answer. His, he when he was Spider Man and Spider Man into the Spider Verse, uh, I was like, oh my gosh, this needs the voice to, is really yeah. And I do quick caveat is obviously when we're talking about Shredder, Splinter, Leo, the Turtles is it's more of a voice thing. Yeah. So it's, with yeah, Shredder, yeah. Yeah. with Shredder, there you could have the actor play it, but even sure. in the movies, is they had a voice, they had a puppeteer, and they had an actor. So it's kind of <laughs> along, along the same the lines. Voice was flawless. Exactly. <laughs> you're just you're looking for someone more yeah. as opposed to with April and Casey. Is actually mm-hmm. you would get these physical embodiments of the characters. Of course, uh, for Raphael, Freddie Prince Jr., ah. who has Ooh, done really good many answer. of those like rough and tough kind of characters. <laughs> Uh, he also Fred from um, Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Adam Sandberg as Michelangelo. Okay, oh, Andy Sandberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I said Adam. I don't know why. That's stupid. <laughs> Andy. Andrew. Andrew Andy Sandberg. Yeah, uh, Andy Sandberg. Uh, and then Donatello Alan Tiddick. Um, oh, I think he did man. a really good job with that kind of nerdyish kind of look. I need him in more movies. Yeah. I need uh, Adam totally Master Splinter, more. Ken Watanabe. Oh, uh, that would be great. I need that there uh and then shredder jet lee as an older shredder whoa he's, he's just so really short uh, yeah. that's the unfortunate uh, thing is that uh, jet you know so movie small. magic they'll yeah. they'll they yeah yeah him. i mean yeah. it works in lord of the tom, rings right yeah. tom cruise yeah like tom the tall the tallest character in the lord of the rings cast is john rice davies who plays gimli, gimli. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so they can <laughs> no i yeah so they can definitely make it work so for me april o'neill i have uh azela fisher okay so I from think she Hot nailed, Rod, yeah, Rod. well, she's from Hot Rod. She's married to Sasha Baron Cohen, Enchanted. She's in a whole bunch of different stuff. Mm-hmm. She's in Enchanted? Yeah, yeah. she's, the, she's princess. the princess in Enchanted. No, that's... Azela Fisher. Oh, no, 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 that's no, no. not. That's, no, it's that's, not. That's, uh, that's uh, Superman. Amy, uh, Amy, Amy Adams? Adams? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's right. That is Amy. I, I take that back. <laughs> I take that back. I don't take back I'm the casting. I'm surprised you didn't recast Judith Hogue. What was that? So my list, I tried my hardest not to recast everybody because I feel like the first movie is so perfectly cast that I would have... Judith Hogue is the most beautiful yeah, woman yeah, on earth. So, you yes. knew if we were yeah. going to talk about this movie, gonna this was going to come out. Yeah, when uh, we watched it, you know, you're just like, she's so beautiful, so beautiful. And when I watched it, I was like, she actually looks a lot like Melissa, your wife. <laughs> oh, dude, thank you. I'm, yeah. That is the greatest compliment I've ever received in my entire life. I, but I thought that was cool. I'm She's like, oh. the only woman that I would leave my wife for. So that's <laughs> pretty funny. Oh, man. Uh, I had a how, huge like, crush on her wife. growing up. Uh, yes, I love my wife. I also love Judith 40 Hogue. year age difference. She's still beautiful now. Okay. You stop that right now, Ben. She's still beautiful. So for Casey Jones, I actually did Chris Evans. Because okay. he okay. he's yeah. Boston, but yeah. he still has that New Yorker athletic style. Also, he's, also he's not really doing anything nowadays. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You got that going for he's him. Spoiler. Yeah. Well, I mean, what you <laughs> uh, Splinter. Uh huh. Ken Watanabe. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I had it with Let there. Let them fight. 
So for me, <laughs> Shredder, I cast Kerry Tagawa, who okay. is um, Shang Sun from Mortal Kombat. Nice. That's a good. That's a good choice. Yeah, that's I'm Ben's, all about that. Oh, oh, Ben, Ben's <laughs> smiling right now. This is where things go down a deep dark hole. Is when Ooh. I start casting uh, the t- the turtles. So for Leo, my my non no, it's still connected. Is actually Stephen Amell. Where okay. I like his voice. They cast from him as Casey Jones. Arrow. Yeah, from Arrow. They cast yeah. him as Casey Jones in the second Turtles movie. I like his voice. I think I he has that it. commanding yeah, leader style. My other, I have two other ones. The other one is Justin Long, who does the voice of. Oh, wow. Yeah, from he's from American he would Pie. Be great. He does the voice of uh, Leonardo in. Not American. Not is, American Pie. No, not American Pie. Galaxy is he not? Quest. Justin Long? Justin Long's yeah. in a lot. He's the Apple computer. Oh, no. Computer. <laughs> Jason Biggs. Not Justin Long. Jason, Jason Biggs. Biggs. Okay. Jason yeah, yeah. Biggs from American Pie. He actually does the voice of Leonardo in not the last Nickelodeon show, but the show before that. Oh, really? He does Leonardo's voice. Okay. That voice cast is actually really good. It has Sean Astin as oh, yeah. Raphael, um, and then a couple other people you may see a little bit later on. <laughs> The other one, the other one, I I just are you had just fun. using the you, yes, are I'm you absolutely, recasting just the anime? Yeah, this is exactly what I did. Uh, the other person who I'd love to play as Leo is Robin Chu, who okay. plays Liu Kang from Mortal Kombat. He actually has a really good voice that he could play it. Then also the the Asian descent, and plus I want Robin Chu in more things because after Mortal Kombat, the next thing he was in was Balls of Fury. So oh, I still like that. Yeah, he hasn't been. No, Balls of Fear is actually <laughs> underrated. Really that movie is really funny. So for Donnie is Rob Paulson. So Rob Paulson originally did the voice of Raphael in the mm-hmm. 1987 animated, and then Rob Paulson did the voice of Donnie in the same one that Jason Biggs. Rob Paulson has voiced a character you love. I promise you. He's mm-hmm. the, he's uh, he did Pinky and Pinky in the Brain. He okay. did a couple of Transformers. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Neutron's best friend. I can't remember his name right Carl? now. Carl, he does the voice of Carl. Like you go look up Rob Paulson. He's done a voice of a character that you loved. Um, and Jimmy I think Neutron of Bo Burdekirk. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Absolutely. Ralph for me is I just recast Ralph in the nineteen ninety movies. Josh Payas, who not only did the voice of Ralph, but he also did the martial arts for him. Like okay. he was the guy inside of Good the old animatronics Power kind of thing. And yeah. also he's he obviously wouldn't be in the suit now, but also he's only sixty. Okay. So I still think he could nail that New Yorker. And I, when I think of Raph, I think of Raph's voice from the 1990 movie. I think they nailed Raph's voice in that. And then for Mikey, I cast Gregory Sipes, who, again, is an animated Mikey <laughs> voice, who I think he's the best version of it. So I literally just picked and choose people who have already played it for the uh, movie. My, That's my way too logical. First pick, my first pick for Raph was actually Ben Affleck. That's not a bad answer. Like from, like, the town and just that. I thought of, about Matt Damon as Leo. Yeah. So like yeah. those those actors came mm-hmm. through my head. All right, Ben, what's this okay, game you so got, buddy? So for my game, there's eight people in all, and so there's four movies that two of these people have been in a movie together, and you guys have to guess what, what that movie, movie is. Okay. For Splinter, James Sato, who was the original Shredder. Okay. For Casey, Keanu Reeves. James okay. Sato, Keanu Reeves. So these are are no, you no, no. are you I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just uh-huh. saying them all and then you guys have to we have oh, wait. to play a match we have to figure out who's mm. we have yeah, to could, figure out what actors could are you, in what movie could you actually okay. match I'll, them up okay so I'll match them up okay. okay James Sato and Keanu Reeves those um, are matched up in a movie yep. together Matrix yep. Reloaded nope oh Lake House nope no I feel like there would be a movie does Keanu Reeves ever play a samurai in a movie yes no well yes but it's not that oh it's not that movie well Speed. No. It's not, not speed. speed. Oh. Point break. He looked no. at me with 
I now we're just Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted. No, no. Something well, that you you think John Wick this. is no. he in John Wick? Well, no. it would it would probably be something from the eighties or nineties. No. no, really. Mm-mm. I I give up. It is brand new. John Wick three. No. Is it? Oh, is it oh, the movie? Just oh, maybe. Always maybe. Oh my, maybe. my gosh! Really? Yeah. That's the guy. Saito is her her <laughs> father. His, uh, his, his father. Dad. His father. No yeah. way! Yep. Oh my gosh! His father is awesome. the guy who plays Shredder, Shredder yep. in 1990. Yep. Yes, I didn't know wow. that. <laughs> Mind blown. That's awesome. Yep. This game is great. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> it's great. Okay. Uh, April is Emma Stone. Okay. Okay. And um, that's a good casting. I like yeah. that. I. That's. When I think of April, I think of her. Yeah, I think and, she. And uh, Mikey Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, <laughs> Zombieland. Zombieland. Yep. Yeah. Zombieland. Okay. And that's Mikey, my Jesse. Really? There's your Jesse effect. That's yeah. my Jesse, Jesse effect. effect. Oh my god, I, I, I disagree. Uh, Jesse for Jesse Eisenberg would a million kajillion percent play Baxter Stockman, who is okay. a nerdy scientist that gets turned into a fly and then is a punk for the rest of oh, the series. I think he played Danny. And, April's uh, son. <laughs> oh, uh, Leo Patrick Wilson. Well, no, that's not okay. April's son. That's oh. April's boss son. Oh, that I, Leo Patrick, Patrick Wilson. Wilson from Aquaman. Oh, you're right. Yes. Yeah. And what he's uh, most known for. Yes. Ocean Master. <laughs> Ralph, uh, Jackie Earl. Raph. 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 Raphael. Jackie Earl Haley from Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Hmm. I uh, don't know Insidious? him. Nope. Uh, I'm just trying to think of what. Aquaman? <laughs> no. I, I have no idea. I like Patrick. Patrick oh, Wilson Patrick Wilson's movies. in Watchmen. There you go. Oh. Watchmen. There you go. I was going to say 18 minutes. That's, I'm trying not to say the movies that I am yeah. put them in. Yeah, I got you. And uh, uh, Donnie Rupert Evans from Hellboy. Okay. And Shredder, uh, Kori Hiroki Tagawa from, from uh, Mortal Kombat. What are they? I don't know. I don't even know, I don't know what they've, these people are. Yeah, what they've <laughs> been in. I oh. after you know what's this funny? one isn't a movie. Oh, it's uh, a game. No, it's TV a TV show. show? They're so, married. So you oh. know what's funny is there's you know what Gay the one lovers. you know what's the yeah that's funny. What? Uh, <laughs> the there's, ultimate collab. Yeah. There's one TV show I've seen. Uh, Evans Tagawa oh, in Tagawa. outside of Mortal Kombat, and it was Sabrina the Teenage Witch. No, he was that. a guest star on that. And I remember being a kid and seeing him guest star on that show. And I'm like, oh, that's Shane Song. This show is awesome. With uh, Is that uh, Melissa Joan Hart. Mil- yeah, playing Sabrina one? the this, Teenage This show is phenomenal, by the way. No, I do you not. You have to see it. No, Lucifer? what is it? No. Uh, we're just Man in the High cards. Castle. We're yep. throwing. Okay. Oh, that's right. He Man is in Man Castle. in the High yep. Castle. I was thinking because he Rupert the Evans. main character. He's the main character. Yep. Right? Yeah. Rupert Evans. Yep. And that's my casting. Funny thing. I haven't seen that. I just know. That one so actor think, in that I movie. think Andrew, <laughs> that TV Andrew show. won with two points. Yeah. Oh, it was a point? I got, I got oh, Zombieland, man. and I got that one. What? I got two. I got Watchmen, and... Uh-huh. He, uh, he, he, I didn't really got, get it. Yeah. No. I, I, was, I guess we didn't you really held my hand. the first one. Okay. Yeah, I did. I got I got one. No, got there was only four. <laughs> there was only four? Yeah. yeah. I got oh, two. You got one, that's and then we didn't get any. Yeah, so... We, yeah, Splinter, James Sato, it's okay. Casey, I was Keanu Reeves, yeah. uh, April, Emma Stone, Leo, Patrick Wilson, Mikey, Jesse Eisenberg, Donnie, Rupert Evans, which I... I want them to create a Donnie like in the comics because I've hated every iteration of him where he's dopey. That's true. And uh, yes, to be that's smart. really that's really only in the movies. Mm-hmm. In the TV shows, he's he's more the nerdy, like super smart. No, he's okay. still dopey in quite a bit of the TV. Is he really? Show. In the animated TV shows, yes. 
And then you have him and, because the reason is, they, is they have to pair people. They yeah. have to pair people off, and they pair Mikey and Donnie, and they yeah. pair Raph and Leo. And so that Hugh. Donnie has to be obviously he's really really in touch. It's not so much that he's dopey as he's socially awkward. Yeah, like while, while in the comics he's like he rivals Leo in leadership. Yeah, like he actually questions mm-hmm. him like why yeah. mm-hmm. why are you having him lead when I have the smarts to lead this group? Yeah, well outside of Mikey, everyone tries to challenge Leo. Yeah. Like it's a constant battle for Leo, but also of the turtles, if there was an interspecies relationship, his Donnie is the closest to April. Okay, like April loves Donnie more than any of the other turtles. Hmm. And then Raph, Jack, Jackie Earl Haley. I think you'd play great Raph. Uh, who's Jackie Earl Haley? Uh, Watchman Rorschach. Oh, oh yes, yes. Do it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That'd be really good. And then so, Shred- Shredder, like that guy, Sanction would be the perfect Shredder. Speaking of games, I have a surprise <laughs> game for you guys. Oh. So uh, at the time in 1990, when yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out, it was the highest grossing independent movie of all time up to okay. that point. Wow. Can you guys guess what movie broke it? What broke it? What so broke what came it? After. What came Ooh. after and was then the new highest grossing movie? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two. The, the no. highest grossing movie of all time. Highest independent. grossing independent, independent movie of all independent time. Independent movie. So it's it wasn't made by a big production company. Get, would you give us the year? I do believe it was nineteen ninety seven or two thousand. It's either seven years after or it's nineteen ninety seven. So Jurassic it's either Jurassic Park. It is not Jurassic that's, Park. That's not indie. And that was Universal. So I don't know. Universal. Indie. Yeah. Uh, can you give no, us a director? Unknown. Like, you wouldn't know oh. the director of a oh. game. Oh, this is a cult classic. And we may or may not. Oh, I don't want to give can too much. Can you give us the main actor? No, actually, I cannot either. <laughs> that's literally how independent it is. Here, I'll give you a huge hint that you guys are going to, it's going to give it away. Not to date us, but we were watching E3 today. We mm-hmm. saw a video Blair game Witch? for the movie, Blair Witch. Okay. Blair Witch. Oh. Okay. So Blair Witch was the next one in. Wow. So funny enough, in 1990, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was the fifth highest grossing movie of the 19 of 1990. Mm-hmm. Can you guys uh, just guess? We'll just do one. Can you guys guess the four movies above it? So 1990 highest grossing movies of all time. That domestic. Wasn't, that wasn't t- domestic. Titanic was it? Huh? No, Titanic was I'm, much I'm later. Really no, Titanic was, was later. I'm really bad with dates. No, you're so fine. You're fine. Nineties. Nineteen ninety. Nineteen ninety. Is it Spielberg such a movie? Time there. Uh, yeah, Indiana Jones. No. no. No, I don't. No, I'm not sure. He may have directed. No, he didn't direct this movie. Never mind. I can't. For, 90s in general, like I can't remember what movies well, came the, out in 90s or early 2000s. Yeah, well, and, and there's kind of that weird turnaround from the yeah. 80s to the 90s where there wasn't a clear yeah. distinction. Okay. So here, I'm going to give you guys from 10 to 1, uh-huh. highest grossing of 1990 domestic. 10, Kindergarten Cop. Ah! Yeah. So I just what, watched. Yeah, Kindergarten yeah. Cop. Oh, nine, that should have been on my... Nine, Dick Tracy. Okay. okay. Eight, Die Hard 2. Okay. Seven, Total Recall. Six, The Hunt for Red October. Five, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Four, Pretty Woman. Okay. okay. Three, Dances with Wolf. Oh, with Wolves. Man, such a great movie. Two, Ghost. Oh, and number Patrick Swayze. <laughs> really? Yeah. And number one, number one, Home Alone. Okay. Oh, that, that, that year. Home Alone. See, that's, yeah. see, that's to me is like Home Alone is, I, oh. I don't know if it was late 80s or early 90s. I forgot to say, in my What Have We Been Watching, I watched Home Alone 2 on Laserdisc <laughs> with my friend. Home Alone 2 is really good. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, definitely with, the with way our, the 90s... With our president. 
I don't know. That's Home Alone 2. Oh, yes. He just said two. No, oh, yeah. I you yeah he alone. did bump no. in. I yeah. was like, he bumped wait, into what? Trump. Whoa. Yeah, Trump, and then it, you have, um, why am I forgetting his name? He plays the Hotel Concierge. Oh, Tim, Tim Curry. Curry. Tim yeah, Curry. and Rob Schneider. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just as the uh, the bellhop. Bell That's yeah. right. Oh, man. One and two. Everyone do yourself so a favor and just go on YouTube and watch the Tim Curry laughing <laughs> a video where it's just Tim Gosh. Curry laughing for a minute and a half in all his movies, and it's incredible. Yeah. It's, he's, he's Tim so Curry's, good. He's yeah. special. So speaking of interesting things, like Tim Curry laughing, yeah. here are a couple of interesting uh, facts about the movie. So I don't know if you guys know this. Kevin Nash, who's a famous wrestler, he played um, oh, okay. Diesel. He actually plays Super Shredder in, in the, the second Secret of Ooze. But Kevin Clash is the lead puppeteer for Shredder. Do you guys know who Kevin Clash is? The creator of Clash of Clans? No. Kevin Clash <laughs> Kevin Clash is most famously known as the lead puppeteer for Elmo. They oh, actually made a documentary wow. on his life when and becoming... When I was looking through the people, his, his IMDb picture is him holding Elmo. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, Kevin Clash was the lead puppeteer for Shredder. Oh. So if you guys thought he looked weird a couple of times, just blame Elmo. <laughs> so every time now you see Elmo, think Shredder. Oh, yes. That's, actually that's what I will Yeah, think. that's exactly what it is. So we talked about a little bit of this movie had a really hard time being picked up. And the reason why that was is a couple, full, uh, is a couple of reasons. But the main one was because of how bad Masters of the Universe did at the box office. In 1987, mm. the Dolph Lundgren, Master of the Universe, He-Man. Mm. Uh, see, that's what well, I think it was last week or the week before where I was saying like I don't see Dolph Lundgren as a is because of Masters of the Universe. Yeah, Masters of the Universe really played bad. such a horrible character. So literally like Disney like everyone passed on this. Like they constantly try to get it picked up and they're just like we know how good the TV show is doing, we know how good the comics are doing. We're just not sure if we're ready to take on that type of property as a movie until it fell into New Line's lap and then obviously their budget was thirteen point five million, and it gro- domestic gross like over one hundred and thirty five million dollars. At that time, that's huge. At that time, it's huge. Yeah. well, the number one movie, Home Alone, grossed like two eighty five. Yeah. So it wasn't like obviously half, but still being able to mm-hmm. gross that amount cost of, a lot more to make. Yeah, absolutely, totally. Um, the other thing is, is so Playmate Toys refused to make toys for the movie because of its darker tone. And it, it is the reason why the second and third and fourth one become lighter is because they wanted mm. to get merchandising off it. So that's mm. the reason why we were talking about how dark and gritty it was. And the reason why I was able to maintain that for a little bit into the second one is because uh, Playmate Toys refused to make toys for the first and second movie. And that's why, again, Which the third one... Which is crucial for those types of movies. Yeah, yeah, for those types of movies. And then for the third one, why they had to go hokey and up mm-hmm. and everyone's happy and go that different style is because they're like, we need to make money off this merchandising yeah. for it. Uh, speaking of dark and gritty, so Tatsu, who is Shredder's secondhand man, the scene where he goes into the locker room slash training area and he beats up the kid out of anger, originally that he kills the kid. Like okay. in the movie when it's shot, that kid is dead and they had to add breathing later in post to make it <laughs> seem like he's alive. But Which like their their reactions in the is like you just killed that yeah, kid. He killed yeah. him. Like the ratings board came back and said, Hey, we can't have you kill this kid or else we're gonna have to change the rating yeah. of the movie. So there's I, like oh. I kinda thought that was interesting about like the weapon choice of the turtles and how like you never see Leo use his sword. So speaking of weapon choice, the European version of this movie features no nunchucks because they <laughs> didn't believe in the use of like Eastern <laughs> weapon style. So every time oh, Mikey's wow. fighting they had to edit out because they weren't allowed to show nunchucks on the scene. He's, he's just movie. like doing hand motions and there's nothing <laughs> he's, there. He's just, ah, fella, 
It's like a fellow are getting, redacted. People are getting whacked by wind. Yeah, yeah. Just, so well, when they have the nunchuck off, they're just yeah, like it's cut out of the motion. movie. It's titled <laughs> it's something else over there too. Yeah, because or, they weren't. It's like super super ninja friends or something like that. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. It it is a completely different <laughs> name in England. It does. It who, it really who does. Happen to be turtles. Yeah. yeah who happen to be turtles. So <laughs> that's the whole name. Yeah. Right. So I don't know if the set. So a majority, they only were in New York for like 14 days of filming. A majority of this was actually filmed in North Carolina on a set. I don't know if that's the New York set where they fight in the sewers and they're fighting and then they eventually fight Shredder and Casey Jones destroys Shredder in the garbage <laughs> compactor. Uh, that actually, that set was the set from Big Trouble in Little China repurposed. Oh, okay. Wow. Nice. So uh, that was, I thought, a really, a pretty fun little ad of like, oh, hey, Big Trouble in Little China. That's really cool. Also, at the end of the movie, if you didn't know, Sam Rockwell is one of the head thugs in mm-hmm. this movie. He uh, tells the police officers, go check out the East Warehouse over at Lairdman Island. This is a shout out to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Lairman. creators and Kevin Eastman East, and Peter, yeah. Peter Laird. So I thought that was pretty cool. Huh. The suits themselves that were created were over 60 pounds. So oh the, gosh. Act, the martial artists who had to wear it, the they lost 20 pounds during the filming. Oh, wow. That it would get so hot and it was so hard. And these weighed 60 pounds they carried around. Like the actors constantly could only do like maybe one or two shots before they had to take a break because it was so exhausting doing what they did Afterwards, with those animal trucks. I would imagine. So... Yeah, I hate you. <laughs> so speaking of characters who play it, um, Ernie Race Jr. They should have the, the turtles workout. Yeah, they should, yeah, the tur- yeah just put on 60 pounds and do martial arts. So Ernie Race Jr., who plays um, Kano in the second movie, the Asian pizza delivery guy, he actually is the martial artist for Donatello in the first movie. Oh, okay. So oh, wow. they actually brought him on to the second movie as an actual character. Because um, he didn't want to get in the suit again. Oh, yeah, probably. He's like, hey, I want to be in this movie, but I I absolutely don't want to wear that 65-pound yeah. animatronic thing again. Uh, the other cool thing is that while they were filming the farm scene, there would be commercial flight paths that come over and it actually interfered with the signal of the animatronics. That's why sometimes in the farm you see their lips and things do weird motions. It's because a plane is flying over awesome. and it has them do the oh weird twerks gosh. because it's like interfering with the remote That's controllers funny. that are trying to control it. So I thought those were some <laughs> some pretty fun little interesting <laughs> things about the movie. Uh, the other thing I want to do with you guys, I asked you guys to do this ahead of time, is mm-hmm. if you were a turtle, what your name would be and what your weapon of choice would be. The rules I gave is that, obviously, you got to be creative with a name. You don't have to be a renaissance artist, but kind of along the same lines, have a little fun with it. And you weren't allowed to to pick an already established weapon. Donnie's yeah. bow staff, oh, Michelangelo's nunchucks, Raphael's size, and then obviously Leonardo's katana. Let's go to Will first. Will, if you were a turtle, who would you be? Uh, This may or may not be me, but I created a turtle nonetheless. Mm. His name would be Salvador, and his ability would be psychic, because uh, named after the Salvador Dali, the surrealist painter. (laughs) But he would also... Psychic powers is his weapon? Yes, mind bullets. But he also uses the (laughs) shell and double diggers. Okay. All right. There you go. So oh, my, my alternate one would be his name's Andy, and he just throws cans of Campbell's soup at people. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Ben? All right. Mine is Giger. He has a black bandana, and he uses a kusurigama, which is a like a usually it's usually a scythe on a chain, but I want mine oh, to be wow. modified to have the blades of Hades mod from God of War. 
Oh, <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. Who's the the name? Giger, H.R. Giger. Alien. Uh, alien. Oh, okay. Nice. Um, mine's Alex. Uh, Alex Ross, the uh, modern comic book uh, artist, one of the best in the, the biz. Uh, and he uses brass knuckles. Gets down oh, and dirty. Oh, he gets down and dirty. Yeah. So I actually went Renaissance with it, okay. and my turtle's name would be Galileo. Okay. And okay. he would actually use the Tomfas, which oh, are yes. the forearm, the which are the they're yeah. the forearm night uh, nightsticks. Tomfas so, are awesome. So I only oh, dude, know I would love. To I use only tomfas. know weapons names from Soul Calibur, so. I, I actually like watched Tifa. like a 15 minute video on Tonfas when I was trying to make this. <laughs> you know what's funny? We probably watched the same video. Is it because the I watched... Jake Mace guy? Yes, that's exactly. <laughs> I watched the same video of him talking about this because I want to make sure I said it right. And of course, like, now I'm going to do Kung Fu. So, classes. my thing was always if I was a Jedi, I would want lightsabers that were in the shape of Tonfas. Yeah, so, could you could get laser off dangerous. your arms. I wouldn't laser off my arms, <laughs> man. I'm a Jedi. Gosh. <laughs> Just your know. torso, bro. So, another, <laughs> this episode full of pornography and no. games and yeah, surprises. Yeah, yeah. I do have one. You guys don't have to partake if you, if you don't think you can come up with one, but I thought I'd have a fun with it. Obviously, these turtles are named off of famous Renaissance artists. Yeah. What if, hypothetically, the turtles were never created, but they were decided to be made in the year 3000, the and, they year had, 3000. and they had to name the turtles off of artists of our time? What weapons and names would they be? Here's a couple examples. Well, I mine came would up just with. be what, what I went to. Uh, no, to Alex with the brass no, knuckles. No, 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 no. Here's a couple examples I came up with. One turtle's name would be Drake, okay. and his weapon oh would God. be the fidget spinner. Oh, oh. yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> go off like hip hop artist, quote unquote artist. Well, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's based off of artists of now, v- not of spinners. Lasted it, like six months. <laughs> no, they're like they're like sharpened fidget spinners, yeah. right? Yeah, the other one, I'm, I'm still gonna go off of the, art artists. The other one I came up artists. with is two chains, and okay. he fights with chains. Two chains. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, two of no. them. He, two he, of he has two yeah. chains that he has it. Made another bad game. The <laughs> other one, the other one I came up with is Taylor Swift. Okay. And she and you're just going off of music artists. This is dumb. <laughs> and, uh, and I this, got one. I got one. Wait, wait, hold on. Yeah, Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift's weapon, a vape pen. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm going famous, famous for and a Mercedes. Just basically, what I'm trying to say if turtles were based off down. Uh, Gung, uh, not Gung. Uh, who did? Never mind. Gungan style. No, I'm just. No. I'm definitely. Oh, going. Oh, uh, what's the starts with the G? We were listening to his music in the car the answer last week. Uh, not Gungo, uh, not Gautier? Gangman Gautier, style? Gautier, Gautier. Um, and, and he would use scissors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't have to uh, cut me off. Uh, yeah, that's really do, good. Uh, Banksy, and he would just spray, spray. you with paint. That's so oh, good. That's yeah. a great one. Oh, that's and great. And that's an actual artist. And nobody knows. Like, he's just completely <laughs> Yeah, like, he's just a shadow, <laughs> and no one be able to. He uses a full mask. Yeah. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> but before we go... I would be remiss. It wouldn't be a real in episode if we didn't do Can You yeah. Guess the Movie. Yeah. So today, I'm ready. normally like we do is we I have a breaking down into genre, year, actor, director, movie. Mm-hmm. I give everyone here a hint starting with genre, and we try to see how many times, how many hints I have to give you before you can guess the movie. Okay. So as always, starting with genre, the movie I am thinking of is a drama history war Whoa, movie. The Patriot. It is not The Patriot. I'm Bridge angry. of Spies. Bridge is good, a good guess. Oh. Not Bridge of Spies. Anything coming to mind, Ben? Braveheart. It is not Braveheart. The year this movie came out, 2001. A 2001. Patriot. 
2001 drama history. Oh my gosh! War. Drama history. Pearl War. Harbor. Oh, Pearl Harbor. Oh. Great guess. Not Pearl Harbor. Saving Private Ryan. Ooh, another great guess. Tinker. Not. Tinker was... Taylor Soldier. That was a Gary Oldman movie that came out in like 2011. Denzel Washington. Uh, the Civil War movie. Black Hawk Down. Glory. Glory. That that was, bef- oh, was that before. Was that before? Black Hawk Down. It might have been before. He already guessed something. So now... (laughs) It's Black Hawk Down. The actor is Josh Harnett. (laughs) It is Black Hawk Down. Yeah, good job. Ben got it. Good job. Fun fun fact about Black Hawk Down is we were watching Kindergarten Cop, and uh, Cody mentioned like the villain in that is the perfect 90s douchebag with the ponytail and the the sports coat. And he's like, oh, good thing. This is the only thing he's been in. (laughs) Turns out he was also in in Black Black Hawk Hawk Down. Down. Everybody was in Black Hawk Down. Like literally, (laughs) go watch Black Hawk Down. Down. Uh, Ewan McGregor's in Black Hawk Down. There's a whole bunch of famous people in Black Hawk Down. Like you see that movie. Oh, man. Most of them die pretty early. Yes. uh, Orlando Bloom dies falling out of a helicopter. Does he die or does he get No, he gets hurt. Yeah, Yeah, like he gets sent back because of all that stuff. Fun fun little fact on top of that is that unit in there, the supporting unit, the army that helps the Mm -hmm. rangers is the 10th Mountain. That was my unit when I was in the military. There you go. You helped those people. Yeah, I was there. I wasn't 10 years old. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You see me, the Mokadisha Mile. So as always, you guys can follow us, of course, on Twitter at NerdWeeklyCast. We're on Instagram at NerdWeekly Podcast, Facebook NerdWeekly. You can send us an email at nerd.weekly.forever at gmail.com. Also, to make sure to check out our other podcasts. Every Saturday is our video game podcast, Biomodded. Um, we are taking a one-week break just because it's a big, giant E3, and we want to make sure we can consume it, eat it all down, let it boil inside our stomach, and then come back at you guys, regurgitate it down your throats. Yeah, you guys could always look for that this upcoming in the next Saturday. And then on Tuesdays, we have our Origins and Adaptations comic book cast. The other thing I'm going to ask for you guys, if you can, either leave us a review on the podcast. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Modality of which you are listening to us on either iTunes, iTunes or Spotify. Medium or platform. Uh, Apple Podcasts. You can okay. still leave a review there. Or just do us a favor and share our podcast with a friend of yours. Obviously, we're trying to grow. We're trying to engage. Please feel free to send questions and comments on Facebook, and we're trying to get a little bit better audience engagement as we continue to grow and get feedback from you guys. What about you guys? Where can they find you, Andrew? I'm LaBearded Cooper on Instagram. I'm at nomaco 2 on Twitter. Willie B. Snazzy on Instagram. And I am at underscore Anthony underscore Rod. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. (laughs) 